I like that boogie person. Oh, boogie person. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Scrub Mode. Yeah, this is the intro that I've been using the past. Yeah, no, I'm just. It's October, dude. At the time of recording, and I'm, I'm just... throwing out stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, uh, I'm just, I'm just vibing, dude. Just having some fun, and we're. Welcome to Scrub Mode. This is a podcast about the intersections of the paranormal and D&D. And uh, today we're talking about... Uh, oh, wait. I should introduce my friends. I'm so sorry, guys. This is my buddies, John and Ryan. I'm John. I'm Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited because this is a, this is a triple-headed episode, you know? We've yeah, all done yeah, a little yeah. bit of research on this one. Exactly. There's a lot of heads on this one. I like it. Oh, man. But yeah, so today we're talking about... We beach, um, I'm sorry, Ryan. Go. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. We'll Just throw that word. Okay. <laughs> we'll fix it in fast. Go for it, Ole. I'll let it bring us home. Okay, no problem. Yeah, today we beached, um, did a little bit of research, and we, um, we, uh, we're talking about boogeymen, or boogie people. <laughs> As and... <laughs> yeah, and 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 we're talking about them because we're talking about bugbears, which is just it's a, mm-hmm. it's a as we continue our way through the monster manual, bugbear is just a fancy word for boogeyman, as we'll get to. Do you guys want to start with the the monster, or do you guys want to start with our own little guys? Let's start with the monster, the sure. bugbear. Yeah. yeah. All right. So crack open your your monster manuals. <laughs> I wish it made it sound like that. Can you imagine? Like a, like a, like a deep sea diving device releasing air. Yeah, I was doing like a Coca Cola can opening. I totally thought you were like cracking open like a spine, like breaking bones or jaws or something. Good to know we're all on three different pages. Three different pages. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. This is great. I love this. Go to our new TikTok and tell us what the fuck you thought that sound was. Yeah. <laughs> um, you agree bug with bears. Bears. <laughs> I dropped them in the chat for you guys too if you want to loudly f- skim through your monster manual. They're big, they're hairy, and they're evil goblins. They're goblinoids, I see. Yeah. They yeah. are indeed the biggest goblinoid. The big Big boy, old goblin goblins. The others being the the goblins that we all know and love, the stupid, evil, chaotic little sneaky boys, mm-hmm. and little the green guys. Yeah, little although they're weirdly guys. a bunch of colors in D anD D, because but well, yeah, they can be whatever. <laughs> and the orange. The, yeah. Yeah. The red, and they can be whatever you want them to be in your universe, listener. Yeah. 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 Um, and hobgoblins, which are are like human lockstep. Size military yeah mm-hmm. um but yeah bugbears first appearing in 1980 in the greyhawk campaign setting these uh monsters have been with us since the basically since the very first D game um and they have always been feral lazy hairy and oddly stealthy goblins mm. uh, why this, oddly i'm because they're i mean they're medium sized but they're big they're big boys mm. They're big what? for. They're like a large medium. Yeah. They're like the new medium they're that you get. All end of the you know, they're like. 
They're like, which is like, it should be a large, but you know, we're calling it a medium. <laughs> yeah, I'd say if they were any bit, they're a, they're a, they're an extra medium. No, that's a yeah, middle middle. Medium. <laughs> no, no. Um, <laughs> so, Much like extra large, extra medium is just a tier above medium. I think extra medium is the most medium. I think these guys are a large medium. I incredibly I, you know, medium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. say uh, they have the same bonus. Under large, yeah, <laughs> under large. <laughs> they have the same bonus to stealth that goblins do. Just flat, small goblins. Interesting. So they're just as good at hiding. <laughs> they are yeah, literally just guy. as good at hiding, despite being eight feet tall. I see. <laughs> they they do that. They do that cartoon thing where they go uh, vertical next to trees yeah. and they just <laughs> right in between them. And then they tiptoe out of it. They go (laughs) as they sneak up on your unsuspecting party. And that is their favorite thing to do in the fucking world. Actually, is sneak up on your unsuspecting party. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Along alongside that plus six to stealth, they get a surprise attack bonus like a rogue. Oh, okay. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Right. All right. Cool. (laughs) So uh, as as we go through all this bullshit, keep in mind that like. These guys are challenge rating one, and the average health of a player character at level one is, eh, give or take, it's about nine, nine HP. Yeah, unless you, like, pump into it, you know. Yeah, I mean. Unless you want to have more health. Yeah, or you're, like, a fighter or a barbarian, you're going to, or a paladin, you'll probably, like, one of the tankier classes, you'll have more health, but. um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still okay, so they got brute, which means they do their weapon attacks do an extra dice worth of damage, and they've got, like I said, surprise attack for two d six damage, just like an early level rogue. So, mm-hmm. uh, if one of these guys manages to sneak up on you, which they probably will, mm-hmm. and they jump your ass, they're gonna hit you for an <laughs> average. hard. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna hit you for an average of eighteen damage, assuming both attacks hit. She'll just see. like. That'll one round just about any level one character in the game if both attacks hit. Oh, yeah. Uh, which they probably will if they're ambushing because they get advantage. So just like, uh, I think they're a good threat because you can't get, you know, they might just one-shot somebody if your players aren't careful. But mm. like, yeah, be be careful, DMs, with bugbears. Don't let them uh, jump too many of your players. Yeah. Yeah. I see they've got uh, they've got really low intelligence and wisdom. Yep. You know, so like, you, they, you could outsmart them maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, eight, pretty low, bad charisma too, susceptible mm-hmm. to being bossed and bullied around. Yeah, yeah, that'd be funny if, like, I could see a, I could see like a a bard, like maybe if they're if they're lucky enough not to get snuck up on, yeah, they can, uh, cast like maybe um, like uh, <laughs> like. Uh, vicious mockery on them and just yeah. like get, they get wrecked <laughs> suggestion anything like that yeah um and like a decent ac at 16 decent hp pool at 27 but other than that brood ability giving them an extra damage dice with their weapons and sneak attack not much going on here they're one trick ponies but unlike uh unlike a lot of our monsters they're a good one trick pony you know yeah, they will jump your players yeah, yeah, they'll jump your players <laughs> and make them think twice about splitting up or not yeah. being cautious as they enter, you know, dangerous places. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. 
They're, they're just that kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, there's also a, uh, a bugbear chieftain who is uh, challenge rating three instead of challenge rating one, and the only real change he has, other than like one or two more HP points, is he gets a second melee attack, and that's all it takes for D and D to be like, "Oh shit, that is a lot of damage." Don't you can actually take level three players now. Watch out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a scary guy. He's scary. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, speaking of scary, let's do. We mentioned that bugbear is just a fancy word for boogeyman. Uh, let's uh, let's hop into that before we talk about our own boogie people. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, uh, unsurprisingly, yeah. if you've made it with us this far, um, bugbears in mythology are not uh, big hairy goblins. I mean, sometimes they are, oh. but like in D anD D, they're kind of uh, removed from their origin. The bug in bugbear comes from the Welsh bog. B W G, bog, like bog. Yeah, similar bog. to that because it's it's also related to the Scottish boggle or the German bog, mm. all of which mean mm. like a malevolent ghost or spirit that haunts a specific place. I see. So yeah. it's like, stay out of the swamp. There's a bogey there. Stay out of the forest. There's a a boggle there. Stay out of the you know, boogie boogeymen. Right, we're getting there. Like yeah, you yeah. tell instead of explaining to kids. Don't go on that bridge. You'll you could slip and die. It's saying, "Don't go over to that bridge. Uh, a boggle will come out and eat you." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so the first evidence we have of the term comes from the year fifteen hundred, with it becoming more widespread uh, by seventeen fifty or sorry by fifteen seventy in parts of England. By fifteen eighty, it came to describe a demonically possessed bear that would eat naughty children. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> that's sort of like bugbear as a bear related thing. Mm, yeah. That's its bear origins. That's, that's its bear right. origins. That's right. I see. <laughs> Where it's like just an evil bear. Yeah, it's a bear not... with a demon in it that loves to eat kids. It's not just a bear; it's a demon bear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this bear's diet consists of me- uh, of uh, bad children, <laughs> much like all the other monsters that we told you about. <laughs> But yeah. it's still a bear, so like it also, you know, eats mushrooms yeah. and berries, salmon. <laughs> you know, it's particularly evil. Yeah. <laughs> Eating bad children. <laughs> yeah. Um and so like uh as as etymology continues, bug comes to mean a scary or detestable thing towards the end of this of the fifteen hundreds, which like uh. is sort of how we use it today to describe little creepy crawlies. Yeah, little insects. Yeah, that's right. Um, but the root, the word continued to diverge, leading to the terms boogie, booger, bogart, bugaboo, and more, and eventually, you know, boogeyman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the 1800s, poets like Walter Scott and Robert Burns really popularized the term bogey or boogeyman to mean a thing that's not real, but is used to scare children into behaving. Right, right, right. Um. And they used it interchangeably with bugbear, so that's how we get bugbear, that's how we get boogeyman. And that's that's sort of it for bugbears. That's that's all I got. You guys got anything you want to add? Hmm. Uh, I mean, good episode. Glad you guys came. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I mean, like, they're, they're fun to throw in, especially, like, when everyone's, like, it's such a fun enemy to use for like the first yeah. time players of D D. 
because you're like, oh, here comes a bugbear. And then they're just like, what's that? It's like, and then you you try to describe it to someone as clear as possible. You're just like, they're a big, hairy goblin that has a bat. And then they're just like, oh, okay, they're a goblin. And then you're just like, no, that's not the key word that you should, you should be homing in on. It should be the bear part after the bug. And they're like, no, 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 it's a goblin. And then when they try to attack it, and it's all like Morning Star, Bop. <laughs> it is like one of the most generic looking monster monsters. Like it looks very yes. The but, art, but is it's always... the best. It's the best. Uh, I'm gonna teach you a lesson today, yeah. <laughs> monster. <laughs> he looks a lot like um, and the art doesn't change much from Fifth Edition, but like mm-hmm. he looks a lot like Sweetums from the Muppets to me. You know what I mean? He's just like uh, a real yeah, monsters yeah. monster. Yeah, yeah, I guess. It can also look a little bit like Animal. Also from the yeah. Muppets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's he a He plays bit, a mean drum. I think it's a bit much to call him a goblin. I think, uh, if anything, he's more... Goblinoid. I guess <laughs> goblinoid, yeah. Maybe they share a common ancestor, if, depending on your etymology. Yeah, in, in, some of the, in some of the, like, in-world fluff, it's either that, like... The, go- the goblin gods made the goblins and they're like, man, we really fucked up. And then they made the hop goblins and they're like, oh, I wish they were stronger. And then they made the bugbears and they're like, oh, we made them too stupid. Or <laughs> <laughs> right. in other stories, it's like hobgoblins um, mm-hmm. bred goblins to be like menial slaves and then they bred bugbears to be big slaves, but by virtue of being bigger and stronger than hobgoblins um, mm-hmm. and being really lazy and loving to bully smaller creatures bugbears sometimes take over hobgoblin tribes like again like there's there's 50 years of unique and not unique continuity here it doesn't matter yeah i agree Uh, yeah yeah how how different is a bugbear from like an orc um is an orc even bigger it must be right no orcs are smaller really oh orcs i mean they're they're both (laughs) medium-sized creatures but like Mm mm-hmm it works tend to be but they're on the slightly smaller medium size yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to keep working on this metric of what's close to medium yeah <laughs> right 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 and i know orcs depending on depending on uh, the the fiction they can be goblinoids or they can even be a, a type of elf yeah right. i mean i i'm a warhammer person so like it's some of my favorite fantasy. I mean, I love Lord of the Rings too, but like, yeah, I, I much prefer orcs being a weird force of nature. Mm-hmm. You know, that spring out of the ground to do violence. Mm-hmm. You know, the way they are in 40k, or they're just like they're not evil, but man, do they just think violence is the most fun, hilarious thing? Versus like <laughs> the weird yeah. Sauron orcs who are like you know not to dunk on Tolkien, but like they're an allegory for. They're very Catholic in that these are creatures that are born They're very fire pits that were once good creatures that have been twisted by their evil master and now seek only to do evil because, you know? Right, right, right. <laughs> or like uh, the orcs from, um, from uh, what, what's that game? What's the game with the subscription? It's really, what's it called? Uh, World of Warcraft? Warcraft. <laughs> World of Warcraft orcs. <laughs> I know a lot of people. I used to really like the World of Warcraft orc because, like yeah. the the They're idea. Very similar to the 40k orcs in some ways. Yeah, in look, but like the 40k orcs are so like the the 
mm-hmm. the Warhammer orcs are good guys, right? Like they oh, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they're are, the good guys of the bad guys. <laughs> well, they're they're like. Uh, <sighs> I know. There's a lot of weird lore, but like. God, okay. So the orcs in Warhammer are, or shit, I've already fucked up. The orcs. <laughs> Got him. Got me. Clip that. Put it on okay. TikTok. The orcs in Warcraft are very, very Native American coded, which at the time Ooh. was, at the time it was like cool because they were doing a noble savage thing, which, mm-hmm. not that that's cool, but it's better than just depicting them as savages and monsters. Uh-huh. Which I, yeah. I think has aged progressively worse as time has gone on. Yeah, um, it really has. But they were like, "Look, the orcs are peaceful tribal people who live in harmony with nature." And one dickhead orc named Gul'dan made a pact with demons, and now they're all enslaved to this extra-dimensional demon horde who okay. put them on the Azeroth to do damage. And now there's like <laughs> an Exodus thing as the orcs break through of their demon control, but the humans are still prejudiced against them. And now the orcs gotta go flee to definitely not America, where they find the Taran, who are even more Native American coded, and it's uh, yeah. and also the trolls who are weirdly Jamaican coded. You know, <laughs> yeah. So, so you know, and then we'll, we'll one day we'll talk about the Draenei because like you get spaceships show up, demon spaceships, and it's all very confusing. Right, right. Oh man. But yeah, anyway, put you in. <laughs> uh, sorry about the tangent, I guess. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's a podcast. If you didn't if you weren't here for tangents, like Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. You're just gonna read the transcript or something. Anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, Bugbear is Boogeyman. Uh we each brought our own boogie okay. person to the table. Yeah. I've been talking. Does somebody else want to start? What do you think, Ryan? You go. What, you want to go, Ryan? Me first, or yeah, I don't want to put you on the spot or anything. I mean, good. Okay. Yeah. Okay, we're putting you on the spot, man. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, uh, my boogie person uh, of tonight is the Filipino boogie person known Ooh. as the Mananangal. Uh, you might have yeah you might have already heard of them uh it's the 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 name literally translates to uh like self remover or self separator cool and they're a type of they're a type of vampire uh within the filipino lore this is the one that removes their upper torso from their legs and they fly around haunting at night. Um, interestingly enough, the, they're part of a wider term within Filipino language called the uh, Aswang, which hmm. is uh, derived from the Sanskrit word Asura for demon. Uh, but yeah, so that blanket term Aswang um, means demon. Covers. Well, demon, yes, and it covers the the spectrum of monsters within Filipino lore, which goes from werewolves to vampires to ghouls and all that such, uh, witches as well, mm. and shapeshifters. It's interesting because like, I heard, the... I, yeah, I ahead. heard Manan. I'm gonna goof it up, Ryan. I'm so sorry. Yeah, Mananangal. Okay. Yeah, I'd heard that term and I'd heard Aswang before, but I thought they were two 
distinct types of vampires. I didn't know that one was a subclass of the other. Um, yeah, uh, well, like, Aswang is applied to Mananangal, uh, mm -hmm. you know, because it's like a generic term. Gotcha. And Mananangals are like, you know, they're, they're more like a subtype of, of vampire within Filipino lore. Because, like, even though some places would separate vampires from Mananangals, it's kind of strange because they all kind of they all functionally do the same thing right they go in and then they they suck the life force out of people <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> they're just you know like it, it's to the point of like almost splitting hairs but i'm sure there's some people who will yeah. argue about their their uniqueness between each other right yeah i mean no but, culture no culture is a monolith like there is no yeah. This isn't Marvel Comics, you know, there is no canon. Yeah, there's no, there's no single, <laughs> As, like, um, single ultimate universe. <laughs> yeah, no, wait, that's like, not even the main universe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, uh, yeah, interesting. So who do they uh, prey on? Who, what, what, what sort of naughty people do they love to eat? Uh, they don't, they don't eat naughty people. They just eat, uh, people that are, uh, actually, like, living their best lives. So That's not fair. Not yeah, that's <laughs> not, not fair. It's not, not fair. No. Wow. <laughs> the, the, the Mananangal uh, takes oh, the no, appearance even worse. of a after older... Yeah, I know, right? They can go after anybody. No matter um, how good they, they do you have, are. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but wow. they do have a specific taste for, for certain uh, people. But yeah, uh, a Mananangal is a is a monster that usually takes the appearance of an older attractive woman mm -hmm. um most most of the time yeah like most of the times it's lighter skin with very long flowing hair mm -hmm. but then when uh the night comes they transform into a hideous monster that grows wings and then separates themselves from their lower half and then go out to hunt for food and their main source of food that they love so much are either newlywed husbands due to the lore involving them being left at the altar and then becoming incredibly uh, vengeful towards uh, husbands. Sure. <laughs> um, Understandable. And, yeah. And they come in and they don't even go into people's houses even, but we'll get there. Um, and the second one are pregnant women. Uh -oh. oh, no, I think I know where this is going. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so the way that Mananangal flies around and searches for prey is that when they find them, they'll land on their roofs of their houses. They don't even go in, and they have a very long prehensile tongue that they mm -hmm. can move around, and it acts like some kind of syringe, like a suction tube. It has... And then... They go in and they stab into the person and they start to drink their insides. Whether they aim for the husband's internal organs or their heart and suck out their blood that way. Or they stab through a pregnant woman's belly and they oh. suck the blood out of the fetus's heart or they just drink the whole fetus. Oh, that's um, that's pretty fucking metal. It's really, yeah, that's it's, uh, up, <laughs> it's very shit. Um, I'm sure this was some sort of explanation for how people miscarriage like in their yeah, lives yeah. yeah but um 
yeah they're 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 very they're very spooky creature that that flies around at night but like most filipino ghosts and monsters that you face they do have weaknesses and they can be killed (laughs) that's good to know because again we're good boys so we're we're on the shit list (laughs) 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 a good way to uh either ward off a mananangal or kill it is to have um or for self-protection uh you can have garlic like against regular vampires. Interesting. Of course. Yeah. Damn. Salt. Salt. Okay. Holy water. Again, just like regular vampires, right? Yeah. A lot um, of supernatural things. Yeah. They also hate knives. <laughs> okay. okay good. So I'll have, just got to keep yeah. a knife. If you on have a dagger. All times. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to mine. But my, yeah. my, my boogeyman is also a vampire and it also is afraid of a knife. So I think yeah. your lesson is to sleep sleep with a knife. <laughs> yeah, keep your keep that thing make, on you as they make say. Make sure you don't roll over and stab yourself. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's okay. You keep it sheathed in a pocket, and you can yeah. get it nice and. Uh, but there's uh, gotta be also, like tactical pajamas, right? Where you can keep exactly. it on you, like there's. You, where you're strapped, and then you have the little yeah leather sheath on your leg or something. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you got your you got your dagger. Of course, they hate sunlight, um, vinegar, spices, and also the tail of a stingray, which they say here you can fashion as a whip as a as a protective item. Which that's is kind of that's awesome. Very cool. <laughs> that's very good. That's a, it's some Simon Belmont shit. That's yeah. some. Cool stuff. Oh, I didn't. Even- Think about that lion with the whip. Oh my god! And you're fighting a vampire. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we need it's Filipino awesome. Simon Belmont. <laughs> I'm sure they've done something. I mean, the Filipinos love doing stupid media stuff like that. So I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure someone's done something like that. But um, that's how you can ward them off from your stuff, from your from your area. Also, if you like burn rubber, apparently they absolutely hate the smell of burnt rubber. Well, Which, like, too, who so. doesn't? But, like, yeah, but <laughs> the monster particularly. <laughs> mm. um, but the way you can kill it, however, if you're feeling vampire huntery, is that you have to find its lower half that it's hidden when it's hunting. And you rub ash or salt or anything else that can cauterize the lower half. And when cool. it comes back, it can't connect back. And it will eventually perish from sunlight because it can't live without its lower half. <laughs> it's very interesting because I think we, uh, I, th- I can't remember if we actually put this in the episode or it was just in the research, but you know, like uh, one of the Japanese yokai is similar in that they're vampiric heads that detach and it's the same thing. You got to find and move the bodies or find and salt yeah. or burn the bodies and then they can't reattach and they die when the sun comes up. It's It's pretty great. There's a lot of, there's a lot of similarities between like, that's always that's always fun to learn about the similarities between like yeah. monsters from different cultures. Hmm. But um but yeah, uh that's pretty much it for my monster. Other other than that, like uh what do you call it? Uh there's some like one funny thing is that sometimes like some some stories involve like mananangals having pets. <laughs> having and, pets uh, yeah pets so they would have pets like uh 
forgot what it was called. I think it was, like they they're uh, what do you call it? Their names are like onomatopoeias because of how like the sounds they make when they sure. when they move. But um, there was I think there's one called the the balbal I think, which is it was it's like a it's a crow. It's a monstrous crow that would like Bye-bye. capture small animals, and then it would suck out their insides uh, when it when it feeds, uh, and it would keep this weird crow as a pet. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a good pet for a vampire to have. Oh yeah, like almost a, a, a very familiar. Strange. If it were, yeah, yeah, it has supernatural powers. You know, hmm, interesting. Or no, wait. Hmm. Yes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I have to... I just want to make sure that that's correct. <laughs> yeah, no but worries. We can always correct. fix it Fix it in post. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's, that's, uh, that's pretty much... That's pretty much my... My... My, my cool. boogie person. <laughs> yeah, was, uh, thanks yeah. for sharing one from, like... From... from your culture which like did did your did were you ever threatened with the the mononongle no i was threatened by the white woman though <laughs> Ooh, the white woman yeah uh, obviously you didn't a... do the the research in the white woman but can you give us a quick uh quick summary yeah the the story behind that is just uh if like if you stay out too late at night there's a there's a woman in white that mm-hmm. would like beckon to you and then fucking spirit you away forever <laughs> oh yeah yeah just it's just one of those kind of ghosts ghost boogeymen <laughs> where they they just appear and then they call to you and then when they grab you 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 disappear <laughs> sort of like a siren or like a modern banshee yeah mm-hmm. just like cool. just a just a spooky ghost woman <laughs> oh, yeah. oh uh, i found it it's it's called the uh the walk walk that's what the it walk is. yeah because that's that that's what the crow it makes when it flies. Yeah, that's what the crow's name. The walk walk. I see. The walk walk. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> yeah. like it's, it's always exciting when I learn something new I didn't know about monsters before. So thank you, Ryan. That was rad. <laughs> no problem. Oh, the other awesome. type of pet it keeps is the the sigbin, which is a a dog or goat like vampiric creature that walks backwards. <laughs> I think huh. I have. I have a weird memories of like, um, I've heard of Sigmunds before because oftentimes like, um, sloth bears with mange or sloths with mange or stuff like that will get captured yeah. by people and they'll say that they're Sigmunds and they're, or they're like a witch is familiar, which reminds me of like every time coyotes get mange, they get accused of being chupacabras in like a, a similar fashion. Oh. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, it's my turn. Yay. <laughs> if you want to go. Awesome. Yeah. So my my boogie person is uh, they're known as uh, Coco in some some places, but mm-hmm. in Mexican mm. folklore, they're they're known as El Cucuy. <laughs> and, oh, uh, yeah. Basically, he's like a, it's a big a, one. Yeah, he's pretty, pretty. Even today, children are told stories of El Cucuy and to obey their parents because that's it's pretty much what El Cucuy is all about is like punishing the bad and like, but he, he leaves the good of, uh, like alone basically. 
So he's kind of mm. benevolent in that sense. <laughs> but yeah, I I pulled up my my sources for this one are the um are uh, Dartmouth uh, folklore archive, the Dartmouth folklore archive. Mm-hmm. And let's see here. So the information here. Like uh, the cultural uh, contextual data that they have here, uh, the cultural context is that Mexican iconography and entities predate many Christian influences in the region and are particularly poignant in those of native lineage, such as EPV's family. EPV. Do you know what that means? Or what that's I'm guessing like? they they use the initials to keep the guys. Oh, I to see. Stop the guy from adding himself, but like might be oh, earlier in the report. Right. 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 And then there's um, spirits and entities can be either positive, neutral, or negative, depending on the intention of the spirit. Interesting. Hmm. Social hmm. context. El Kukui is a spirit that attacks the disobedient and therefore is passed down to younger children in the Mexican household. EPV remembers hearing it yeah. from his aunt after he knocked over a bowl of soup. As she was having dinner. <laughs> I'm just picturing okay. the, the chili from the office, the chili spill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Often the illustrations of the kukui are paired with an example of another family to build a lure. E.g. your friend X didn't go to bed on time. Now El Kukui grabbed him. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, classic. Yeah. So here's a, here's an item. El Kukui is essentially the Latin equivalent of a boogeyman. He is a sh- he is short of stature, hairy, and evil, and supposedly attacks children that are disobedient. That dis that ah, fuck attacks children. Gross, that, no worries. Yeah, no worries. Attacks <laughs> children that are disobeying their elders. A child must go to bed on time, mustn't steal, and mustn't horse around, or the El Kukui will come and grab him. Kukui does not uh, visit disob- uh, does not visit obedient children who listen to their parents. <laughs> so yeah, so you gotta be a good boy to avoid oh, this yeah. one. Gotta be a good good person or good good child. <laughs> yeah, do not be a bad person. Do not be a bad boy or girl or in between. Yeah. Be very <laughs> careful with soup. Yeah, be very yeah. careful. Stop with knocking soup. over soup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No horsing around. <laughs> but yeah. Oh man. Yeah, quit being quit being you know stop. <laughs> <laughs> Is there but any yeah. way to, to defend I, against uh El Kukui other than being a I good boy? I sure don't think so, but anyway. <laughs> they will grab you no matter what. <laughs> I also have the Wikipedia on El Kukui as well. Yeah, and, hello. And Coco. So, like, uh, name the names and etymology. The myth of the Coco or Cucuy originated in northern northern Portugal and oh, Galicia, Galicia, according to the Real Academia Española. The word Coco derives from the Galici- Galician yeah. and Portuguese Coco, Cucu, which means coconut. The word Coco is uh-huh. used in colloquial speech to refer to the human head in Spanish. Coco also means skull. Interesting. Huh. Okay. The so word co- yeah, I was yeah. thinking coconut when you said El Cucuy or El Coco, but like knowing uh-huh. that it's like a cute name for like the skull makes yeah, it look spookier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
The word cocoruto in Portuguese means the crown of the head or the highest plate or the highest place. And with the same etymology in Galicia, kruka means head from Proto-Celtic kroka with variant kroka. And either coco or kuka means head in both Portuguese and Galician. It, it, it is a cognate with Cornish Krogan, meaning skull. And Breton Krogan. Oh, like, in, yeah. like the Go Krogan for... from... Uh... Shoot, what is that from? The Krogan? Uh, Mass Effect? <laughs> no. I mean, yes, but... Uh, isn't there, like... <laughs> isn't there... Hmm. I think it's... Is it, the, is it a creature... Let's see here. Uh, maybe, maybe it's like a skull. Monster. I remember it being like the bad guy in like a kind of the barbarian thing or something. But I can't just. Oh, it's um. You know what it is? It's uh Highlander. Oh, it's a, it's the bad guy in Highlander. Is yeah. That what it is? Oh man. Oh. I know that's the Kurgan. I'm crazy. I just fact check myself. Never mind. <laughs> okay. I just like <laughs> legit dyslexia out. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Rabbit hole. It's fine. It's fine. Let's continue here. Let's see. Uh, but yeah, many Latin American countries refer to the monster as El Cuco. In in northern Mex- northern New Mexico and southern Colorado, where there is a large Hispanic population, it is referred to by its anglicized name, the Coco Man. <laughs> the Which Coco is, Man. It's not <laughs> as scary to me. No, it's, it it's, doesn't uh, sound very scary, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, how do I... It's it. We're getting close to the bye bye man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is scary. That does sound uh, scary. Yeah. The bye bye man. Well, every, time I I that, was... like, every time I hear that, every time I hear that, I just I just think of the stupid meme. Yeah, beep beep poo poo man. Beep beep poo poo man. Don't think it. Don't say it. Lordy. But yeah, let's see here. <laughs> let's see. Uh, In Brazilian folklore, the monster is referred to as Cuca and pictured as a female humanoid alligator derived from the Portuguese Coca, a dragon. Ooh, interesting. I wonder if that relates anyway to the, the Croca deal from our Basilisk episode. Yeah, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But yeah. The legend. Let's see here. In Spain, Portugal, and Latin America, parents sometimes invoke the coca or cuca as a way of discouraging their children from misbehaving. They sing lullabies or tell rhymes warning their children that if they don't obey their parents, el coco will come and get them and eat them. (laughs) Oh, man. It is not the way that coco looks, but what it does that scares most. It is a child eater and kidnapper. It may immediately devour the child, leaving no trace, or it may spirit the child away to a place of no return. Mm. And that's again like like the white lady a spiriting away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it Just only bye does bye. this to disobedient, disobedient children. Yeah. Well, at least it's cleaning up the streets. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> Cleaning up the streets. These disobedient kids. <laughs> it's not the Foot Clan, Ryan. <laughs> he'll, he'll take them in, and they'll become, you know, fellow fellow. <laughs> I was like, I was, I was wondering if we're gonna go like Lost Boys with this. 
from Peter Pan, Lost Boys from the movie Lost Boys, or like like bathhouse attendants, like Spirited Away. Oh yeah. Oh. oh man, there's a rhyme here involved. Oh yeah, I I I, I, I love spooky rhymes. I want to read it. Let's see here. Hit, hit us up. Yeah, do, do your do your Rod Serling voice. Hit us Let's with it. Here. I'll do a Spanish Rod Serling here. Yeah. <laughs> dreamy. Right, here we go. Very Let's dreamy. Duermete, niño, duermete ya, que viene el coco y te comerá. Sleep, child, sleep, or else coco will come and eat you. <laughs> That's what that means. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, right. hearing that rhyme, I'll go, I'll go right to sleep yeah. and sleep so yeah. so sweetly. <laughs> Such a sweet, sweet sleep. Oh yeah. I don't know if it'll be sweet. I'll be looking under my bed and stuff for, for <laughs> Mr. Coco. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. The Portuguese lullaby recorded by Jose Leita de Vasconcelos tells Coca to go to the top of the roof. In other versions of the same lullaby, the name Coca is changed to that of Papao Negro, Black Eater. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh jeez. Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. I don't know if I can say that. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I mean, I'm not a Spanish speaker, but my interpretation of it from my knowledge of romance languages is it's not like the eater of blacks, but the eater which is black. Like, yeah, it's a shadow. Yeah. In, like in the, the, name of the, Man. the yeah, black like, swallower eel, you know, yeah. kind of a deal. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Vaite coco, vaite coca. Oh, wait, no, let me, let me start that over. Vaite coca, vaite coca, para estima do delado, deja o menino dormir, un, um, oh wait, um sonino descansado. <laughs> leave coca, leave, go to the top of the roof, let the child have a quiet sleep. <laughs> I needed some of that. So you say that to yeah. uh, get him to go away. <laughs> <laughs> go away, spooky person. <laughs> go away, three man. Don't eat go me. away. <laughs> Let him oh, sleep, man. coach. Let him sleep. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh man, the the traditional Brazilian lullaby is as follows with the the cuca as a female humanoid alligator. Let's see, I'll do my best here. I know my Spanish isn't the best, so I'm... I'm well, yeah, if you're there. doing Brazilian, I don't know it, how your Portuguese it, is, but good yeah, luck. Portuguese is probably even worse, so good let's luck. see. Not that I'm one to talk. Let's try it. Usual Born caveats, man. we're here to learn. We're trying our best. If you yeah. speak one of these languages, uh, email us the uh, correct phonetic pronunciation. Thanks very much. We'll correct yeah. it. Yeah. Totally. Also, totally. sorry for butchering your language. Yeah, <laughs> we're doing our best, and we're just interested. Oh, yeah. Dorme nenem que a cuca vem pegar. Papai foi pra roca. Mame foi tra- trabalhar. Sleep, little baby. The cuca comes to get you. Jeez. Daddy went to the farm. Mommy went to work. Oh, oh no. no. Oh no. <laughs> You're bones. You're alone. Yeah. Yeah. Both Brazilians over, and man. Portuguese also have a bogeyman version, which sometimes acquires regional colors, where the bogeyman, the shape-shifting bicho papau, and a is a monster that is shaped by what the child fears most. Ooh, I mean, that's very similar to the the bogart from Scottish stuff, where it's a shape-shifting bogeyman that shapeshifts into whatever you're scared of. 
Oh yeah, like the Bogart. Was that a Bogart in Harry Potter? Yeah, that they used to like train him to fight the Death yep. Eaters. I remember that part of that, yeah. that movie. <laughs> J.K. Rowling is so creative. Anyway, fucker. Fuck yeah. <laughs> oh man, fuck fuck. Uh, trans lives matter. <laughs> fuck J.K. Rowling. Carrying on. Yeah. It's so crazy how Harry Potter has no author. Let's see. Here. <laughs> <laughs> so strange. It was ghost written. <laughs> yeah, they're real ghosts. Yeah, I mean, real honestly, ghosts. if I want to like dunk on J.K. Rowling a little bit, I hear the reason her books were so like good, I guess, is because she had a really good editor. From what I, from what I've heard, I this is yeah. honestly a substantiated, but the rumor I've heard mm-hmm. is most people seem to like the first three or four books the best, and yeah. depending on who you talk to, she lost her editor. She, she once she was big enough, she she fired her editor um because she was too big to fail george lucas style around after book three or four and that's also around the time they decided to balloon in size like that's unsubstantiated that's the rumor i've heard i have no facts to back that up but that what you just said tracks with what i've heard i see i see Mm. maybe it's true (laughs) perhaps it certainly feels true but i don't know if it's true i have no facts if you you know like that like stephen colbert said you know it's got that truthiness you know mouthfeel yeah yeah (laughs) yeah let's see here but yeah physical representations uh i mean here's a couple pictures of like oh wow it's just a dragon Oh, nice! <laughs> yeah. Slap it in chat for Ryan and I to see it, and we'll we'll try this. Yeah, here. Let me uh, let me uh, copy paste that for you yeah. guys. Let's see here, I'm doing this on my phone right now. Oh, good luck. To minimize. It's all right. You'll fix it once again. You'll fix it in post. Oh yeah. I like how like I think the listeners, whenever they hear us say like "fix it and post," that means I'm not going to fix it and post. Oh, that means you're not going to fix it and post. Oh, I thought you were editing. I do edit, but you know, I leave in the parts where we're saying I'll fix it and post. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> but yeah, let's see here. They're at the bottom there. I don't know what these pictures are of. Let's see in the physical representations here. Do, you, do you, yeah. see, you see what I'm seeing? It's just a dragon. That must be the alligator yeah. version. Yeah. Let's see here. There's no general description of the. This other one kind of looks like a, a tarasque. Like it's like an armored yeah. turtle shell with a. Yeah, kind of. Huh? Uh, I mean, that's pretty. Cool. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. So like. Um, that's, that's a pretty cool monster. It looks like it's somebody <laughs> doing tarasque cosplay. Like it's. You can tell yeah. it's like three dudes under a turtle shell pumping it around. It's very cool looking. It's pretty neat, yeah. Cool. That's this picture we're I talking like about. Cusa Fera during the Festa Mejor de, de Santa Tecla in Tarragona, Spain. Wow. Looks like a good time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, let's see. So yeah, there's no general description of the Kukui as far as facial or body descriptions, but it is stated that this shape-shifting being is extremely horrible to look at. The Coco is variously described as a shapeless figure, sometimes a hairy monster that hides in closets or under beds and eats children Classic. in this cave. Yeah. Yeah, let's see here. But yeah, Coca is also the name of a female dragon who features in various medieval celebrations in the Iberian Peninsula. Yeah, there you go. I see. So that's what those are. 
Let's see here. In Portugal, one still survives in Moncau. She fights in some sort of medieval tournament with St. George during the Corpus Christi celebrations. St. George famously kills dragon. He's yeah. from Lebanon, which is, is weird because he's obviously very popular in Iberia and is the patron saint of England. The hmm. red cross in the white background of England's flag is the St. George's cross. Again, dude's from Palestine. Mm-hmm. I believe, and he and he's does his deeds in Iran or vice versa, something mm. like that. Or he's from Cappadocia and he does his deeds in Palestine. My point is, it's very weird that this this probably very brown dude, not unlike Jesus, is the patron saint of a bunch of white dudes <laughs> on an island. Yeah, yeah, many such things. Yes. <laughs> anyway, yeah. uh, I, I I know this wasn't part of the plan, but what boogeyman were you were you threatened with, Ilya? Oh, if man. ever, as a kid, probably. If ever, as a kid, I think El Kukui was the one, or like mm-hmm. uh, Tato Duende El Sisimito, which is like kind of like uh, Tato Duende, but bigger and more Bigfoot like. His legs still yeah. bend backwards. I don't know. My parents, they didn't really do the whole like uh, threaten with a superstitious like monster, you mm-hmm. know? I don't know. They didn't, they, that wasn't their parenting style, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I guess, um, I don't know. Uh, I was always, I don't know, man. I, I guess shadow people were something I was kind of scared of as a kid. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember seeing shadow people are spooky. They're pretty <laughs> spooky. <laughs> and also probably just shadows. <laughs> well, when we do shadows, we'll do shadow people. We'll be a very yeah. spooky episode. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for that. It's gonna or maybe be great. when we do raids, we'll probably roll them together. Yeah. Oh man. But uh, let's see. What? How are we doing on time here? Uh, let's hop to mine. Yeah. Let's see. Here. Uh, let's see. So my uh, uh, my book, the boogeyman I was threatened with as a child were the Romani people, which is uh, obviously oh, no. not cool. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> father and his father and his father before him, and like again, my my family is from. Uh, what is now Belarus? I mean, this is an Eastern European thing. But I was, it was threatened that I would be sold to the. Oh. Uh, obviously, the Romani people had it bad enough without us sandbagging them or describing them as literal monsters. But the, the joke, the joke when I got too scared is my dad's like, "Don't worry, we're, it's a scam. You're gonna break out at night. You're gonna come home, and then we'll sell you to the next gang of Roma who come through town. Okay, it's a scam." <laughs> <laughs> I think there might be a Jewish joke in there about trying to scam the poor Romani. I don't know. We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> Is that not even worse? That's, Where you're just being worse. used as monetary gain by your parents? Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know who's the bigger monster here. <laughs> right. Again, I'm the very Eastern European. But uh, let's. Let, I'm going to talk about the Tokolosh or the Tokoloshi. Okay. Um, so yeah, my sources are Dr. Bob Caron's, uh, field guide to vampires, uh, PBS and, uh, a pa- uh, the Monsey digital news and, uh, a paper by Jennifer Badstoiber called, and, uh, Hey, uh, here's a quick content warning time. There's going to be sexual assault, oh, uh, no. oh, rape better... and the Tokolosh sexual violence in f- and fear in a South African township. Oof. So, oh, uh, no. The Tokolosh is a, a boogeyman of Zulu, Bantu, and Zosa-speaking folklore. 
These are small, hairy, and upsettingly horny goblins. Some okay. like evil spellcasters. Upsettingly. <laughs> yeah. He has a real Wait, horn did you say spellcasters? Yeah. Sometimes oh, okay. it's a warlock, sometimes it's a witch, sometimes it's a sorcerer. So I'm just, I, I just went with spellcaster. Okay. Gotcha. They're hmm. often used in a boogeyman-like manner to threaten children. Sometimes they're like, in modern times, they're used as satire, um, but also sometimes they get blamed for real crimes. Hmm. Oh. Um, they are sometimes oh. depicted as dem- demonic baboons and are associated with water. Um, their their mo is to creep into your room while you're asleep and attack you by strangling you with your, their long bony fingers. Mm. Oh, <laughs> they also That's enjoy good. leaving mystery scratches on sleepers, especially naughty children. Oh boy! In Swaziland, <laughs> Twikalosh particularly love to put children in sacks and carry them away to their burrows by the riverbank, where they will then later drink their blood. Okay. Oh. <laughs> It's like I I thought you guys might mention sacking because I know there's lots of boogeyman like um, El Simbo, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 Krampus that who obviously carry away children in sacks. Yeah, El Kukui weirdly doesn't do that; he just eats you. Just eats you. Yeah, <laughs> or spirits you away, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So apparently, the Tokolosh can turn invisible if they swallow a stone, just an average stone. Um, it will then okay. use their its invisibility to sneak cursed items or poisons into your home or into wells or into rivers, like whatever it can do to make a person or a town sick. Hmm. That's the whole town? Yeah. Depending on how much revenge the sorcerer wants. <laughs> and I guess kind of like the, the Mananangal, um, they can also... they they. Are sometimes have partners and sometimes it's them shape shifting where they turn into a bird with a skull for a head called a Healy that brings plague and death. Wow. wow. Oof. And now they just let children roll around on their heels. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the inventor of Healy's was, in fact, a Tokolosh who was doing it to us <laughs> as possible. <laughs> all tracks, all tracks. Quibono. He's like, these children will run into people in the mall and disturb their shopping hours. Literally, ha- I don't know about you guys, but literally half my friends who had Healy's broke a bone on them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have a very vivid memory of, I think it was my friend Spencer, but we were at Universal Studios and he went healing down a ramp and fucking broke his arm. Wow. Well, yeah, you shouldn't go down anything if you're like. You know, uh, not used to going full speed. <laughs> Ryan, it's 2022. I think it's a little late for, like, Healy tips. <laughs> Look, there's still the people who have them. There's still people uh, who have them. They, they still don't know. They don't know! <laughs> as, as an adult, I want Healy's, but, like, if my friend... If, all my, if half my friends, like, busted their asses or bones back when all their bones were rubber in the late 90s... I uh-huh. can't imagine what sort of damage I would do to myself with Healy's as an adult, you know? Oh, man, I tell you, uh, man. I remember remember that time I took a tumble on my skateboard? Oh, no. Man. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember talking about the podcast. I was on my skateboard, like, just on my commute to work. And, like, I just skateboard stopped moving and I kept going. <laughs> and I just kind of flopped on the floor in front of my skateboard. <laughs> Whoops. And so good. it was, yes, <laughs> it was an experience. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. 
anyway, I'm fine. <laughs> the Tokolosh. Uh, so uh, what they actually are differs from town to town. Some say that they're a witch who is shapeshifted or they're a witch who has forced an animal to shapeshift to do their dark bidding. Hmm. Do my dark bidding. On the internet. Others say they're a doll <laughs> or a homunculus made of grave dirt and human body parts brought to life via an iron nail uh, hammered into their forehead. Damn. Oh. Yeah. That's pretty hardcore. <laughs> uh, for the Bantu people, the Tokolosh is an ochre-colored dwarf about the size of a year or two-year-old child with weird proportions. It likes to live in burrows along riverbanks. Though this version is not evil by itself, it does love to drink dangerous amounts of blood from livestock, kind of like a chupacabra, and can easily be made to Why do is the it bidding. dangerous? <laughs> dangerous well, like, amounts of blood? You can lose a little bit of blood. Like dangerous we used to donate plasma. I see, oh, okay. yeah. I think it's like it'll drink a cow it, drive. It wasn't specific. Yeah, it wasn't specific on who's in danger. <laughs> yeah, I think it's the cow. I think I think the Tokolosh is cool. Okay. But but what if, but what if like but what if it Rubio means like oh, yeah, the Tokolosh is a little it's got eyes a little bit bigger than its stomach and it could kill mm-hmm. itself drinking blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, I'm trying to figure out the transition here. <laughs> uh, and I'm just telling you, like <laughs> these people can, making their research, they should. It, it's got it's got an inhuman specify. stomach. It can it consume. Okay. It. It's you got know, it. Uh, <laughs> what, you, you, you can, if you are a witch, you can tame or partner with a tokolosh by feeding it spoiled milk. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And cutting its bangs. So he likes yogurt oh. and a haircut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Slap some yogurt in front of that guy. Yeah, Throw he some... loves it. <laughs> There's some meal play. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, let's. I would do like let's get some Tokolosh yogurt. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. That should be that should be every yogurt's like. Uh, branding. It's like we'll you know we'll ward off. <laughs> Did you know it's illegal to to drink gogurt while not moving? What? Oh. That's not true. Okay, That's it's a, not no, true. It's true. Come on. You're reminded. <laughs> I've never been arrested for eating gogurt while not moving. That's because you did it out of their out of police sight. Yeah. If law oh, okay. enforcement saw you, they'd be like, "Yeah, you're under arrest." <laughs> that yogurt is not on the go. <laughs> it's gogurt. Yeah. That's gogurt. Yeah, that's not still dirt. Eat, eat, eat. <laughs> it's not that's stop dang. dirt. It's, it's go dirt. <laughs> All right, quick, quick yikes alert! Uh, in some stories, the Tokolosh also have giant monster Magnum dongs. Oh boy! Oh no! <laughs> they use their giant. Monster I dropped my magnum. monster condom for They're my like monster man. dong. They use their, their Danny DeVito monster dongs to sexually please the witches that summon them, or to sexually assault their victims. Oh man! Yeah. Damn those witches! <laughs> they gotta, they gotta chill. Allegedly, the only way to truly destroy one of these guys is to find and destroy the Muthi left by, or sorry, the Muti left by the evil spellcaster, which gives the Tokolosh its power. A muti is sort of like a catch-all term in African medicine, but like, in this case, it's like a pouch with a bunch of herbs and spell components in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, herbs. 
So what you do is you make this special. You get the you get an evil spellcaster, or if you are an evil spellcaster, you make this, and then you bury it on the property of the person who you want the Tokolosh to torment, and like then it knows who to go. I see. And bother. It's sort of like a hex bag in like Western witch folklore. You think he's got some skooma in there? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> you got some skooma in there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's you know who it is, right? You know, uh, you know the 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 reference I'm making. Oblivion. It's the uh, it's the um, it's the evil. It's the it's the magic drug that they have in uh yeah. in the Elder Scrolls game, Drugs. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they um, only got skooma though. <laughs> yeah. In, in Bantu folklore, the Tokolosh always enters a house or a cattle pen from the same place. So what you got to do is you got to get a good spellcaster to make a special Tokolosh trap using magical powder. When a Tokolosh whacks into it, bam, like a demon on the pentagram, he's trapped. He can't break the circle. You're done. You're done. And yeah. better yet, you can grind one up for useful magical uh, components. Okay. Maybe you can make some skooma. Yeah, maybe he is Skuma. <laughs> He's the source of Skuma. It's made from moon sugar, though. Legalize Skuma. Legalize Skuma. No. Come on, Joe. Legalize Skuma. I don't think we should. I think Skuma is like math. Oh, <laughs> it, it, it's magic math. <laughs> I, think, I think it's magic. I don't know, man. It's magic. Is I'm not right? a big enough Elder Scrolls. I'm just memeing. I'm not a big enough Elder Scrolls fan to to to, to say. <laughs> um. Now, like I mentioned before, uh, if you're not a witch doctor, there are two ways to protect yourself. One of them is sleeping with a knife. Okay, just oh, like perfect. Yeah. It's like yeah. the Nananagal. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. Specifically, an iron knife, which also reminds me of like fairy folklore, where you put like it's iron cool. scissors in with a baby to protect them from fairies or you sleep with an iron knife because fairies are weak to iron i see i hate that industrialization i think that's <laughs> it like i i don't know why it's iron but i think it's like industrialization I, yeah industrialization stripping out the forest or like modernism pushing mm -hmm. back the fairy beliefs i don't know like it, it is some there's nothing there literally why it should be that way but symbolically it's it's loaded I see, like a yeah. go-gurt with uh, fruit <laughs> yeah Blasting gushers. Exactly. <laughs> those good old those good, <laughs> good old good old gushers and go <laughs> uh, The other way to defend yourself from them is to stack your bed up on like milk crates or bricks or something, because they are Just short and they are higher. bad climbers. Oh, okay. So if your bed's too high up, he can't get in there to strangle you or do other stuff to you. <laughs> oh man. Um, and allegedly, the way to see a uh, Tokolosh is to mix sleep from a dog's eye directly into your own eye and then stay away from fires, which the Tokolosh hates. Wait, what? Uh -huh. From a dog's <laughs> eye? Sleep, you know, like sleeping sand. Okay. You oh. take the gunk that shows up in your little doggy's eye crevices first thing in the morning. And then you put it in your eyes. Ew. You put it in your eyes and then you stay away from fire and oh. that will allow you to see Tokolosh, at least according to one man who, who called into a uh, radio program. I'm going to be so oh. mad if I do that and I'm able to see them. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, God damn it. 
Uh, yeah, so now we get to the part where uh, real-world crimes have been blamed on Tokolosh. Mm-hmm. In 1933, a man murdered his nephew, whom he had mistaken for a Tokolosh. Uh, he got convicted of the crime, but 66 years later, it got made into a movie called A Reasonable Man. Mm. <laughs> I don't think so. Nope. <laughs> According I don't think to... so, Jim. According to Monzi Digital News Media, in 2019, convicted triple murderer Colin Pile blamed his wife's 2004 suicide on a tokolosh. Yeesh. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. According to uh, the Mail and Guardian, in 1995, two men were exiled from their village, uh, the village of Marite, because they had claimed to own tokoloshes and used them to steal maize from their neighbors. Hmm. I love corn. Okay. Uh, Big lump yeah. of knobs. <laughs> yeah. It has the juice. Uh, yeah. It has the juice. <laughs> I can't imagine a more beautiful thing. Um, these next two are, are pretty fucked up, so uh, content warning for child abuse. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Uh, in 1993, multiple pediatricians reported sewing needles implanted deep into children's bodies, deep enough Ooh. to penetrate their bladders. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, the par- God. The, Ouch. The parents who brought the children in blamed the tokolosh, though sociologists and doctors noted it was likely the parents who were secretly abusing the kids, but doing this allowed them to take the kids in for care while still being shielded from the societal damage of being abusers. Mm. Bad. Don't like it. Bad. Don't like yeah. that. That's some, uh, that's some ungood... <laughs> Uh, and of course, that is was, not, that's not cool, man. <laughs> there was a serial killer in the 50s, Elafasi uh, Msomi, who claimed to be aided by a tokolosh. Hmm. Uh, you see, he wanted to be a good shaman, um, okay. but he was bad at it, so he went to another shaman for career advice. He claimed that during this interaction, the shaman made him partner up with a tokolosh. I sort of picture the scene a little bit like a police academy thing where it's like, give me your badge and gun or I'm pairing you up with this guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the Tokolosh uh, and him needed to collect the blood of 15 people to make him a successful sorcerer. So while teaming up with the monster, Masomi went on an 18 month killing spree starting in August of 1953. <laughs> he began mm-hmm. by sexually assaulting a girl in front of his mistress but she was like, this is gross and bad and weird. I'm calling the cops. Yeah. Good. Uh, <laughs> Masomi managed to sleep through, slip through the police net. Um, and he later said it was because the Tokolosh made him invisible and helped him do so. Um, sure. Hmm. Uh, he then went on to kill five more people by pretending to be a doctor and getting them to come with him to remote places before X murdering them. Ugh. Wow. Uh, none of the, the accounts I can find are not very detailed, so I'm not sure how he gets nine more kills in the space of time, but somehow he does. And then the Tokolosh is like, uh, "Good job, let's go wash off, let's go wash off in the river to finish her deal." Mm-hmm. Uh, and they did, and then <laughs> he got caught for without the Tokolosh by his side. He got caught for petty theft, and they realized, "Oh shit, he's the Tokolosh killer." I see. Oh, this yeah. is the guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this guy who just stole a candy bar has actually killed 15 people and sexually assaulted more. Um, wow. This is the creepiest part for me. Allegedly, while in prison, Misomi would make a little bed out of rags for his tokolosh, telling the guards, quote, 
it was for a friend. He's just a friend. Hmm. <laughs> Obviously, the guards couldn't see it. Anyway, uh, he got hanged February 10th, 1956, with uh, several chieftains and shaman present just to make sure the Tokolosh didn't do something wacky and help him escape one last time. Hmm. That's the Tokolosh. <laughs> wow. Out for one last time. That's yeah. nuts, dude. Yeah. Wow. I'm just like, man, why you gotta this? Never it really finish escalates. a deal out in it a really river. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we start with, hey, put your bed up on bricks, or be good, or I'll drink all your cows dry, and we end with uh, fifteen murders. Uh, yeah, yeah, fifteen murders and a wow. petty theft attempt. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But it's just all like, but, but why you why you agree to to meet out in a river? <laughs> yeah. Why you gotta meet out in a really dangerous place? <laughs> yeah, do you guys where there's no one else? I don't know if we mentioned this, but you know, like uh, we must have at some point because we talk about serial killers every once in a while. They come into our conversation. Yeah, like uh, that there are like twenty five to fifty known like active serial or uncaught active serial killers in the United States, and. I don't know what to do that with that information. <laughs> yeah, I, I I hear at least at the time of, of, of recording that there there's at least one serial killer active in Los Angeles right now, and the only picture they have of him is a creepy gas station photo where he's shot from mm-hmm. behind. He's wearing all black. He's in silhouette. I believe he's targeting like middle aged men. Hmm. Why? We don't know why, man. Why? Yeah, I'm sure he's got some. I mean, he's freaking sociopath out there. <laughs> yeah, uh, dude. Oh, Sleep man. tight. Sleep tight. <laughs> oh man, stay safe. Stay safe, stay safe out, out there. there. Stay in well lit areas. Yeah. <laughs> you don't go out alone. Just be be cool. Seriously. Look out for people. You know. Look out for people. Yeah. You know, be careful. <laughs> oh man, Oof. this is a ride. This is this is a great. Really good I like this one. It was nice to that we all contributed. It was a stone soup of spooky things. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Uh, ho- by the time this recording's out, uh, Halloween will have happened. But um, yeah, I hope you had a good Halloween. This one's probably gonna come out like. More Thanksgiving time, I think. We'll see. How dare they? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, oh man, uh, it's been great. Uh, what a great, what a great time. <laughs> good, good, good time. Good job, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I don't know. Feel like I'm rambling now at this point. <laughs> uh, let's plug Why? our pocketballs. Thank you for our theme music. Thank you, yeah. Jesse Sanders, for for making our music and uh, letting us use that. I'm really grateful. <laughs> Thank you so much. And um, uh, email us. You're a good was, music man. Yeah, send us an email at um, scrubmodegames at gmail. That's our uh, that's our email. So yeah, send us a, send us an email. Send us questions. Uh, you know, I've been trying to come up with ideas for polls to put into the uh, the description. I'm sure by the time this one's out, there will be a poll attached to it on Spotify. 
mm-hmm. what should the poll be? Do you want? Do you like the spookies? Do you like the? Uh, do you like the? Um... The D and D history. Do you like the the just straight out D and D tips? Yeah. Which? Uh, what? What? Mm. What? Uh, if you're still listening, you know what? Do you, what? Do you, what do you like about us? <laughs> I guess. We're friends. Tell your friends about us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, leave a five star podcast, a five star review on Apple Podcasts. When we get up to ten, we'll read them. Yeah, we'll read your reviews and um, let's see here. Support, uh, buy us a coffee. You know, uh, links, links yeah. in the description to do that. We'd really appreciate it. Join our Discord server. We'll have a great time. It'll be fun. But um, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>